This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Matt, tell me we won. Tell me we won a game of football. We beat Watford. Tell me. As the club award <laughs> ceremony finishes... It's we haven't ta- lost again, have we? No. It's time for your weekly ceremony of misery. Sorry, Cozzy. As the stadium starts to empty, the Andy Takes That Chance studio gets no. busier with people wanting their say. I'm Matt, frothing with me at the mouth this week. I have the winner of the most whoppers watched in a season award, Neil Wayne. Future Britain's Got Talent Golden Buzzer winner, Richard Kosmala. And the winner of the most times they've been called a virgin in response to one tweet award. It's the bloke that rattles the Sheffield Wednesday fans with his cartoons, Danny G. (laughs) Should end it there, we can't go any better than that. Right, guys, Huddersfield 1, Watford 2, Cozzy, I'm sorry to say. Defeat number 29 of a fantastic season. Uh, right, we'll start with team selection, because, again, we've had um, Jan, you know, a lot of people are accusing Jan of borrowing Lee Clark's uh, pinball, or what is it? The, uh, I think he's borrowed it. Bingo machine. Service since, has it? <laughs> uh, so, team selection, Neil, there's a few in there that you've kind of raised an eyebrow, eyebrow at. Yeah. Um, first one in goal um, obviously we all want Lossel in goal don't think that's in doubt um, I just find it bizarre that two weeks running after bombing them all out all Danes out we've had Zanker on bench at Tottenham and then not in 18 at all on Saturday and then we've had Lossel bombed out for three or four games and then Eamon not in 18 at all and Lossel straight back in Eamon apparently got a, an injury in training they leaked that yeah, out didn't yeah. um, do you think Hamer could potentially be good man management so hear me out on this one. He so was injured, Matt. He's injured, but let's let's go from Neil's angle of like maybe he's not injured. Um, so if he's not injured, the guy's taken absolute dog's abuse on Twitter, social media. We're taking dog's abuse at Tottenham. Um, he's had to delete his social media account. Um, is it better maybe as a man manager take him out of the firing line for a while? I know you might say, well, why not play Coleman? But is it maybe better to take him out? Maybe he's seen what he needs to see and... But, but new goalkeeper in the it wasn't City wasn't as away. bad as that week though. that week was that week January was bad in FA Cup at Bristol it all came again what did he do at Bristol again? Um, <laughs> no, we didn't go through that one again <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and then obviously I, I like everybody else was surprised to see him trot out at Tottenham I think that would have 
after a week before, I think that was a crazy game to play him in away at Tottenham. Big expectation, you know, nice big ground, new ground, cameras watching, you know, that, that's severe pressure for a goalkeeper who's been under severe pressure. Yeah, he's played Champions League football. And just, he should be able to handle it. He well, should be able yeah, to. Yeah, that's all well and good, but we've clearly seen that he can't. So I, I just think it's too late. But to then just chuck Lossell back in, I just thought it would be bizarre. If you bombed him out, all of a sudden you can bomb him back in. Surely, if that were the case, he's not even been on bench. I'm not saying Coleman's good enough because I don't think he is, but surely, if it's going to work right, that you'd have Lossell as backup on bench and you would have played Coleman. And I also don't understand the treatment of Danny Williams week before that we mentioned, mm. and then he's not even in 18 this week. Just There's just some really bizarre, bizarre selections going on that are just baffling. Okay, uh, well we had one tweet from at uh, HTFC Dreams regarding that uh, and it says Jonas Lossel coming back into the side question uh, bumper contract clause on number of games true or not I'm going to say not well, If the club said he was I know what he's saying but if he said he did get a knock in training then maybe it's true but obviously we're all thinking not I, I think there is there, there's, there's obviously something there I think if Going by Jan Ziva, I don't think he cares if he upsets anybody when he says he's bombing people out so I think if there is an injury there probably is an injury um, but bumper contract clause, I don't think that's true with no. uh, regards to Jonas Lursel. I think the bumper contract was what he maybe asked for in the summer, but there's no clause um, because we've taken over his contract from Mines, and I don't think that's had that in there. Lursel did ask for a massive pay rise after the World Cup when he came back. Mm-hmm. Town flatly said no, and there's been no discussion since. Danny, I'll I'll bring you in on this one here because after um, zero appearances in the World Cup, that was. <laughs> <laughs> what did he think he'd done to deserve this? Well, you tell me, but that's, that's what happened. Right. Uh, he ends that, Danny, with saying, "Is it weak management to bring it back, bring him back, or is it sensible management?" Because I think you could, if there's an argument for both, obviously. Yeah, I'm with Neil. I would have put Coleman in, just on the grounds of just just giving him a bit of a run out and seeing seeing what happens. Um, I don't know whether it's, whether it's strong management or weak management. Really, it's, it's that's impossible to call without knowing what's gone on behind the scenes, isn't it? I don't like. I don't agree with the. Um, the theory that he's got this contract that, that triggers this within a no. number of games I can't, I can't see that being the case but um, I wouldn't like to judge him on whether that's strong or weak management not knowing what's going on behind the scenes really So Cosy, we, we saw another strange piece of management as well um, last week I thought Jonathan Hogg in the first hour was probably one of the worst players on the pitch, I thought he had an absolute stinker and again this week he's had another one um, at fault for the goal in my opinion um, but Jan Zivert said He's taken Hogg off four minutes before half time to protect him from a red card. Five, you know, four minutes from half time seems a strange move. So surely you have to start trusting your senior pros. Definitely, it does to me. Was I mean, Bakuna was he on red as well? Uh, Sorry, on the yellow. I'm sure they were possibly, both on, possibly on the yellows, later, yeah. you know, and that as well. Unbelievable. Uh, if Lutz could kill Hogg, I would kind of watched it. I thought there could be a bit of a ding dong here when he goes off and kind of see that tried to. Grab his hand, I'll I was watching that, and to be fair to Jonathan Hogg, Siva went from and Jonathan Hogg turned round and said he had no problem because he's a complete mm. professional hoggy. And then sat at the back of the bench. I so, thought it was the right decision, to be fair. Yeah. I thought it was the right decision. Is a once Johnny Hogg's on a yellow, he's a danger. He's, he's on. He's a, he's a red waiting to happen. He's not a player who can play out. 
Do you think four minutes before half time? Do you think, or do you think there's just no time like the present? Well, the yeah, thing I've is, it, it, yeah. it, it would neatly want it, and there were a couple more. And he's been, been doing that. Thing. He's lost his head though. a bit. Yeah, yeah he's lost his head a bit. I mean, recently, number of times that Madison turned him and he just grabbed him. They were like, and it wasn't even particularly in a dangerous position. He just instinctively reach out and grab him, and you think you're just asking for a yeah. Bakuna were on a yellow. Bakuna were on a yellow. Bakuna were on a yellow, and I couldn't believe it. What has been Bakuna next year? The same kind of that. He's been very reckless with his, you know, kind he's of charging. He's and got some attitude. As because I kind of like it. You could have picked one of them, but like I mean, it. to go with the senior pro, I know what you're saying, Neil, but I just thought this were another moment of, wow, you know. Bacu- didn't Bakuna get his yellow in second half for that no. time on the corner? 24th minute, says, yeah, I remember it, because like Gasser to me. Well, what happened what? with that one at Delafoy in corner then? Because he got booked for that. Because he missed, you know, when he was right in corner, he jumped in. Because I was thinking, off. that's oh, not a foul. Yeah, that, that was the one. Yeah, that was. You were enjoying the game that much, Danny. You thought it was yeah. second yeah, half, didn't you? But the thing with him is, he, he put a couple of quality through balls in. Yeah, any good game, maybe. Yeah, I did. I, I, I didn't get man at match on Saturday. I don't know to be honest. It were, it were I thought it was. Late, it were I thought it was really good. When, when Hogg went off, I was saying to to a friend that I sit next to, I said to him, I wonder if. Because Bakuna, one of Bakuna's main problems is he's not very good at tracking back defensively. You know that sort of that side you worry about, but you just wonder about him sitting deep and picking passes. And he seems to be, you know, he really excelled at that. It on, could have been. I mean, let's give let's give Siva a little bit of credit here. It could have been Ogoff because he knows he's a liability on one yellow, and almost saying to Bakuna, "Show us now, stand up, show us how he can grow up into a game." And you know, maybe I'm clutching, but no, no, bringing Matty Daly on though. <laughs> That's it's a big call to bring a, a young man. I thought, I thought that's how it looked well. for me. Maybe I'm looking too deep, but senior pro or probably a player of the season will come on to that later. But obviously didn't get it coming on for a for a kid. He did all right to be fair. Surely Og can be trusted. To, you know, experienced pro. Yeah, all right, risk. But I I just thought this was another moment of what is going on here. Kind of. I, I thought with how close it was to half time, I was a little bit like it's a bit close. And some I think some points you've got to trust your senior pros. If you pick them, you've got to trust them. Um, but again, there just looks to be something a bit more maybe See, that we're not seeing there. I know I've said I want to keep, you know, get the young ones in like Matt Daly, what have you, but to do that so early, that would have been an ideal time to chuck on a Danny Williams. Yeah. But obviously, wasn't that. one week on bench and getting three seconds a week after not there at all. So the, the bizarre decisions do continue, but, you know, I'm, I'm clutching at a couple of positives out of it from... I'm going to say something probably slightly controversial that I think you Why not bring might Stankovic disagree. On? Yeah, I could have brought Stankovic. I mean, on. yeah, maybe you could say bringing youth. Unless it's bizarre. Unless he just want. Yeah, you know, maybe he's just giving. I think the thing is, yeah. maybe he's giving game time. He's trying to get people in. I think it's a little bit muddled, but um, so that my my my, my take is, <laughs> it's a bit like this podcast so far. Isn't it? <laughs> but um, my take was that I thought the first half was dire. It was turgid. It was hard to watch. It was boring. The last half hour, I thought we actually played quite well. Uh, it wasn't exciting, but I could see a bit more. With Bakuna pulling strings, I could see a bit more. And my controversial comment is that I thought we deserved a point. I didn't think Watford were anything in particular. We had a bit more possession. We had more attempts at goal. The guy between the difference between the team, he said it were dire. From a, from a town point of view, Gerald Delafay were playing a different he was spot outstanding, to outstanding. anyone on that pitch. It were brilliant. Couldn't get anywhere near him. He were beating players for fun. Both his goals were a bit lucky, though. Yeah, pinball, the, pinball yeah. in the box, him, yeah. you know, and, and we've had a number of situations where it's pinballed around. It just hasn't. Fought. We've had men in the box. It's just not fallen. It's for what us. you need in that league, though, and it just someone. I mean, obviously, so can read it. Yeah. Some clever finishes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this first one was the, the, top the, class. The, yeah. the first top one, class. There was absolutely zero panic. Yeah. Imagine the time getting a chance like that. It'd have been into Sunday's shins. Mooney is not putting that away. I just thought it summed up our season. It was hilarious because two bits of great play. 
First, the tackle from Congolo resulted in a goal straight away. So, typical town. Brilliant bit of defending and yeah. a goal. Yeah, and then, a great save, I thought, from Lursel. People might argue we should have done that. No, better, no, a good save. Yeah. yeah, and then, yeah, the rebounds in. That just sums our season up. I just thought them yeah. two goals. That's, that's what I mean. I thought it was harsh. I thought 2-1 was harsh on us. Um, the goal from Grant was, was a good header from Lerva. He's brought Lerva on for Mbenza because Mbenza... You know, he's, he's looking to get something into the box and good header from Lerva to him. Like scoring again, though, the, so the crossing again, what were we doing? Just like, are we trying to aim for like corner flags with these crosses? It was a full backs one. Dern, Dern, yeah, I'd yeah, seen Dern put one ball. Too. I don't think Dern's put a good ball into his <laughs> walls away. It um, wasn't that bad, Eric See, Dern. Again, like, this is where it all goes a bit pear shaped for me again. I, I appreciate the fact that he's brought Lerva on and he's assisted on the goal. But. If we're at this, if we're, we're three games left from a second season in Premier League, and we're bringing on a good Championship left back to play as part of a front three at home in Premier League, it just shows you that recruitment has been mm. less, less than decent. It's just, just odd. It's just, especially when you got Pritchard sat there as well, a proper attacking midfielder. You know, if you try to go go for it at end, it can it can, it can whip a good ball. You know, yeah, get him on, but just odd, really odd. And I like Chris Lever. You shouldn't blame there. I think it's just that he, I I just look at it and think he just trusts Chris Lever to go on the pitch and do a good job. I think that just seemed. I think that's probably just the, the, it. The bizarre thing is though, he's playing Derm in front of him at left back, and Lever's Dermy. twice as good as Derm at left. And Derm used to be a striker. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I would have. I would have moved. It's all Dermy. a bit wobbly, yeah. isn't it? I tell you, I can't stand and I've mentioned it before. Will Hughes, honestly, man, that guy just demanding like cards. He was demanding. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's such petulant. He's always him, been kind of like on that <laughs> edge, but now he's just since he's. Had a few seasons of Premier League, he's proper just changing it. He's one. a middle class whopper, that lad. You're painful, mate. Yeah. yeah, get up and get on with it. But we've we've had a tweet from your favourite cosy, A Win, so you can jump in with the BGs if you want at any point. Wait here. till Friday, it's coming. <laughs> uh, he said, uh, and I thought this. <laughs> oh dear. He, I'll, I'll play that back. Um, he says, uh, lots of players are getting stick for not trying. Uh, or looking like they don't care, but I don't think you can underestimate the toll this season has taken on players' confidence levels and how difficult it is to play when these levels are rock bottom. And I just thought it was quite a good tweet to throw in at the end, and I think it's very fair. Um, it's very easy to to lose your rag with a lot of these players. Christopher Schindler, for example, confidence, and you can see him on the pitch, body language looks a bit rock bottom. He's taking it all very personally, Very looks very upset by the whole situation, and I think there's quite a few players like that, Lerva included as well, who... Would have obviously hoped for better for, for the for the support. Yeah, you can maybe argue that Carl and Grant, obviously in the shining light, they're the guy who's doing it. But if he'd have been here, you know, pre Christmas, maybe he'd have been I, the same. I'd, but, I'd, I'd argue that by the way things have gone and the way confidence has gone, there's every chance that Carl and Grant could have been the same as Mounier with his confidence rock bottom. It, it's probably coming at a really good time. If it had come in at the start of the season, it could have ruined him. But nice haircut, Mounier, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Nice, uh, you know, proper haircut that had been done. So the shock, honestly, <laughs> just I've not much more to say on our season. It just I just can't believe what we. Well, were, one thing that you we want to say, Cosy, is about the support on oh, Saturday. It was tremendous. Honestly, I, I had to drag myself there like a few of us, and I really wondered what we were going to get because remember we read the Calshed Law statement out last week, and it was kind of to me it was almost like saying, "Well, the season's finished. That is it. We'll go again next season." And I, I really expected a mark as soon as obviously Watford's gone in the first ten minutes. I thought. And it was incredible, especially second half. I, I, 
I must admit, I've been a bit of a sulker kind of recently, and, it, and like this defiant chanting and what have you, you know, that you it's get good, cameras focusing in. But yeah, I were, it would like a song of defiance. I were loving that Schindler one. It were almost yeah. like a defiance as if to say, it what a, you know, it what an amazing moment, and we're not going to let this absolute rubbish, yeah. Yeah. you know, kind of, you know, kind of ruin, t- ruin it. Away, and that as well, because it went on and on and on without much more songs, you know, many songs than that as well. And it was almost like we're just trying to take anything kind of positive out of it. But I'm not sure the other the part of the ground started joining in that as well. And what the fans were like, side of us, they were just like turning around and clapping as if to say, this is mm. incredible, really. And and I, I were really proud of our supporters because they've been served up some absolute something week even, in, week even out. Even my little one-year-old was sat the, there The players are really lucky that they've it. not turned, I don't think. You know, they, they, there were bits and bats at Mbenza when kind of first half, he didn't go for the balls at times, but... Honestly, how many other clubs when he lost 29 games? I don't care whether he should have been there or not. It's a miracle. They would have been savage, though. God, remember? But honestly, they've been absolutely fantastic. They've been really lucky, I think, our players, to, to get what they've got. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I agree fully with that. Good, good point. So we'll move on to the next item on our agenda. Okay, so we've had a uh, tweet from uh, Brady Frost, who sounds like the NFL quarterback for Memphis or something. So he's linked the Daniel Story article for ESPN, uh, which is last week we were sat here going, "We need to understand what Jan's about. We need to know. We need that. We wanted the club to do, to maybe do something or bring something out where he can he can outline his identity, the way the way he's thinking or what he's thinking about, because it would help with with people like us who are sat there, either to too daft to see what he's trying to do or just don't understand and maybe it's Jan's fault but we just wanted to know what he was about what he's trying to trying to do and we got a few answers to be fair in this ESPN story so Daniel's story is uh, worth a follow on Twitter he's quite pretty good he writes for all, all starts doesn't he um, so I've dug out some quotes for you for you guys and then we'll so I'll, I'll read these out I've probably dug out a few too many here but I'll, I'll I'll read these out and then we'll have a chat about them once we once we do it. So, uh, so what Jan says is, uh, we all knew how special the Premier League was to Huddersfield Town and to the town of Huddersfield. Losing that can be hard to take, but what keeps me positive is that the club has always held a long-term view of my appointment. I signed a contract for two and a half years. I wouldn't have come here if they weren't on board with the long-term view. Uh, we must have a good pre-season, he says. We must take some time to look at everything that has happened during the season. The club is willing to learn from its mistakes and there's also no point ever trying to shy away from them. We have to analyse them in detail. That's the only way to turn them into positives. Obviously, each manager needs the best players for his style and in the recruitment, we now look at players who will fit my ethos. This is absolutely key. When I look at all the teams that are toward the top of the championship now, each manager has created a team that mirrors them but also has a club determined to get players to fit that style. The other thing to note about transfers is that you want to bring in players with fresh minds and fresh ideas. And then we'll finish off with a, a couple more where he says, uh, given Huddersfield's Premier League form, uh, Daniel Sturry asked Siva what he considered to be per- to be a perfect performance. Uh, and Jan said, pride in performance, counter-pressing, defensive anticipation, aggression to win the ball back immediately and overlapping runs are all mentioned. Uh, but Siva is at his most emphatic when discussing how highly he values the will and the fight of his players which for me maybe leads into why he's been so frustrated uh, and he also says uh, when he managed Dortmund's second team he had players like uh, Zagadou which sounds like a song Danny and Jadon Sancho and they built a uh, they had a uh, an inbuilt identity to fight it was part of the players genetic makeup 
and he also then makes an analogy with a piano player doesn't become a maestro without the with a will to learn and the fight within him to get better. Um, so I thought there's the, I thought it was interesting, um, but I've got two takeaways from this. So uh, I liked when he I liked something he said, uh, which was even if you delay by one or two seconds, which allows an opponent more space, you have a problem. I need players who don't stop, who will catch you and beat you because they are committed to the spirit of this club. Look at the emblem of Huddersfield. We are terriers. If a terrier bites your leg, he isn't going to let go. I thought that was a one-up on David Wagner's. Uh, what I didn't like so much was where he said, in a year's time, I want to be sat here saying that I can see my face in this team. That is the most important thing. If I see myself in the team that represents this club on the pitch, then I know that results will be coming and Huddersfield will be on the right path. Uh, Neil, I wanted to see... and I, Well, we both wanted to see an idea of where he was going within six, seven, eight games, really. Um what did you make of uh, make of the article and his uh, his interview? Because it's his first real at length interview. Not a lot, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, it's easy to go and have an interview and talk and say your piece and do whatever else, but we've seen zero of that in twelve games. All I've seen is an angry little man um, screaming and shouting. We've heard stories of screaming and shouting on training ground. He'd done it on touchline, throwing stuff about, jumping up and down, getting angry. I'm alright for passion and getting animated, but there's a way and a time to do it. Different um, ways to manage different yeah. people, yeah. And we haven't seen any kind of identity. If he's so adamant that he's going to have one, surely within 12 games, if he sat in stands for 12 games, you've seen some of that arrive on the pitch. And as yet, for me, we haven't. And the, the things that really I just find bizarre is two weeks running, Tottenham and Saturday, is in his interview saying how proud he is. Really? Proud after that Tottenham performance? Really? Yeah, that was a strange one. I, I, kept, I got bits of and then, Watford, but, but not, yeah, but not proud Tottenham. Proud because we scored a goal against FA Cup finalists. If it had said I'd been proud of, proud of how you know, Bakuna would have played or something, yeah, yeah I get that, but... Pick, pick bits out, you know, a bit, like you say, a bit, be proud of Bakuna, you know, standing up looking like he'd grown up a bit on Saturday, playing some great football. It, to be fair to you, and he's flourished under Siva as well, hasn't but he? So, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all a bit, it would all a bit of a waffle, if I'm honest. As they say in your favourite TV show, Neil, there's a quote that says, words are wind, and I think that's pretty much what we're thinking out there. Let's yeah. let's let's see something. Uh, Danny, me and you both had um, a chat well, a, more of a couple of exchange of tweets, wasn't it, with uh, a chap called David Hartrick. I always read it as David oh, yeah. Hartrick. Uh, David's really, he's really good. He's worth a follow, actually, on Twitter. He's, um, I think he's a Brighton fan, but he's the Optus stats guy, isn't he, in the stadium at Huddersfield. And, and it's I find it quite interesting because we're obviously speaking from emotion and we're, we're emotive, we're annoyed, we're frustrated. And then there's a guy here who's watching Huddersfield who's a, a neutral and he's got a... And he's not really got a vested interest in how we do. He doesn't care. He's there to do a job, but obviously he's watching what's what's unraveling in, unraveling in front of him. So something he said, which I thought was really good, was he said, "I know these are dark days, but try read this with a little light at the end of the tunnel." And some of the stuff he he said, which I thought was really good, was he he said, and I'm going to bring it up and then cut this bit out. Oh, give me a second.
at it where it's moved slightly. Okay, so what David says is uh, after, in response to you and Martin uh, at Gledal Sykes says, I know that he's having a problem, but he's, he's having to play the hand that he's been dealt at the moment. Uh, he suggests that we need to wait until he's got a few of his own cards in the pack and then judge. Uh, he may be gone five games into next season, but he thinks transfers, ins and outs will change things enormously. Uh, and essentially what he's saying is as well that um, the the team was moulded in David Wagner's own image, you know, and he's a different character to David Wagner, which we've seen. Uh, and everything is shaped for, you know, in terms of recruitment style, everything's shaped for David Wagner's system, David Wagner's way of playing. Um, and he's, he suggests now to just kind of write off the rest of this season, which is obviously hard for us to do because we have to sit there and watch it and be emotionally invested every week, pay 30 quid a ticket to go you know, to Liverpool on Friday, etc. So it's difficult to do so, but... There's sense in what he was saying, though, as well, Danny, isn't there? There is, but there's also the issue of I mean, people are saying he needs to bring in his own players. Does that mean he's identifying these players because we've not got a director of football, or is it still Josh Marsh? Because I also had the argument about whether Carlin Grant is actually a Jan Sievert signing. And we sort of went down the discussion of, well, yeah, he's approved it, but has he identified him in the first place? I can't see no. that. No, 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 no. So is he identifying That's our summer targets, which previous seasons have already been identified by general, now and yeah. even started? So who's who's doing that? Is that that'll be Josh Marsh? So he's giving him a list of players that he thinks might be suitable for him. I don't know. I would imagine there'll be a, maybe a three-pronged attack to this. What will happen is Josh Marsh will, uh, as the recruitment manager, he's he's now the recruitment manager at Huddersfield. Um, it's not just down to a director of football. So what what they'll tend to do is uh, Jan Zivert will give an idea of. I think he'll have an idea of players in Germany who he'll want to bring in. But um, I mean, if you go back to the January window, we were all expecting after Dean Hoyle's statement, and again, this this is where it's just words now that we wouldn't sleepwalk into relegation. The, the sort of thought was, ah, we've got people lined up here, and we've ended up with Punchin and Carl and Grant, and you're just sort of thinking, well, yeah, the Wagner getting dismissed has obviously changed that, but we've still gone ahead and got Grant. Yeah. So that's what worries me about this summer's incomings. Especially. Yeah, so, so with, with Grant, what will happen is the recruitment team will identify him and then they'll take all the you know the a analytical videos, all the evidence to Jan Zivert. He may want to go watch him as a final check, uh, but it'll be Jan Zivert who will decide yes or no whether we sign him. But and you only there's, have 10 there's, days there's to no, do that. There's, there's no way Jan Zivert's come over from Germany no. and he knows who Karl and Grant is at Challen. It'd be very impressed if he did. Mm -hmm. he, might, he will do, obviously. He'll know more about what's happening in England now. But I don't think for a minute that he came over and went, do you know what, that Karl and Grant at Challen Athletic, let's go get him. I don't think that would have happened. No, no. But, uh, yeah, that, that's what worries me about this summer's dealing and talking about bringing in his own players because... I, I, We've had, well, we've said he hasn't really got an identity so far from the the performances. We don't really know what that is. I mean, he, he's talked he's talked about the three up front and so on. And that's what I get. The two the wingers that we've got, you can't expect him to work miracles with us. So I'm expecting a better front three, uh, and expecting Grant to be a part of that, despite sort of rumours that we might that other clubs might be interested. But can't see it. the the two wide men, that's the key thing because Saturday against Watford. The, the movement was just awful. I mean, right on half-time, Mbenza is stood in an offside position about five yards from the ball and he's not looking to move. He's just strolling back and the ball gets played to him and he's flagged offside. And you, mm, I that's that. just... I just can't understand that. 
that's all right. <laughs> I thought something good were going to come up then. No, sadly not. Uh, no, I, un- I understand. And Benz is a, a frustrating player. But Benz are, again, another one uh, identified in the, the recruitment department, I, I believe. Um, but and was, then I mean, throughout the, that first half, he was also looking over to see for, for, for positioning. Even at, at the start of the second half, there's a corner. And he looked over and asked, am I staying up or am I in, like, at the edge of the box? But... Is that Sievert that's not getting his message across properly or Mbenza that's just not no, understanding he, what's he, going on in the briefings? It, to me, it looked the same under David Wagner, didn't it? I think yeah. bring Neil in as well. I think we said the same, didn't we, Neil, at the start of the season where Mbenza was playing and he just didn't look like he knew where to stand, what to do, where where to be, essentially. There's a, there's a, he's a young player who needs coaching, but there's a, there's a severe lack of technical awareness. There's, there's, a, tactical there's, a, there's awareness. a player in there where he ain't got a brain. Mm. He needs... He's, he's one of those... At amateur level, as a manager, you stood on touchline, literally falling up and down, yeah. talking him through game at every step, and he needs that. But unfortunately, for you know the best part of 12, 13 million quid, you can't afford yeah. to do that. And at some point, he's got to learn that there's, you know, where well, he's got to learn. He's got to, he's got to find his football brain somewhere. I'm not sure he's got one. It feels like he needs one of those uh, one of those lads from the E Premier League to sit there on a PlayStation pad and control him, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, Cosley, I don't know if you had any takeaway points from from the article. You you seem sort of less. No, I'm like well, me, I'm agree with Neil there. Just I just thought it were a big saying a lot without saying a lot really, and that as well. And uh, I think if it had come out when it before when he first joined, and then you know it's transpired, then fair enough. But was it twelve, thirteen games in him? When this is what he's thinking, he's almost like saying to me that yeah, I'm going to need fifteen new players or something like that as well. It's I can't really do. It with, with what I've got, but oof, it's uh, the job is huge. I think you know. I <clears throat> mentioned another divisions, but I just thought like last night, Brentford. What they played, they would have battered us. I thought you know, in where we are at the moment, yeah. we know we're gonna have a new team. But Brentford could I, batter anybody in that league. They were fifteenth yeah. in the league, mate. The fifteenth, yeah. and it's just like that's what we've got. You know, if anyone thinks we'll be all right or comfy and stuff. It's very hard to say now because we know it's going to be a much-changed team, but the work that we have to do is so much. The Championship, a lot of it's about consistency, isn't it? About trying to strike that consistency and Brentford are just one of those teams Energy, who can, yeah. they could beat anybody on their day, but they could lose to Ipswich when it's not their day. It's just one of those one of those things and I think we'll probably be a bit like that next year. Um, so the last thing he said was that this club needs to, uh, this club has been taking on an unbelievable, um, amazing ride by David Wagner. Um, but what he wants to look at is the next step is to develop a club that can get into the Premier League because and stay there. Uh, and he says he's the person to take this club through the process, which is fine. But I like that it, you know, uh, to do that, the club will take more than just good coaching. It needs structure. It needs finance. It needs, you, you know, we're losing director of football after director of football because mm. the scouting networks aren't there. They, you know, the equi- you know, the equipment's not there. The whole football club needs lifting up across the board right and it's not just down to one coach to do that on a training field it needs a massive overall I just think it needs a fresh change obviously we talked last week about the articles you know kind of with Dean and you know is it going to be a new ownership but it just feels to me it just it just feels like that they it's just been a waste these last 14 16 games I, I don't know what anyone else thinks but I don't you don't see much evidence of Kind of struggling to see the value. That, this is what. No, we're although I did say at the time, so I expect many more defeats and expect you know kind of. But you, I want to see a little bit more now. I mean, it's getting hearing rumours that Schindler wants out, and I suppose you don't know what's right and what's wrong. I just feel we're coming into the championship. 
with in a mighty I, I'd settle for like bottom half next season <laughs> I really would just that would for me be st- I'm really worried that we could go through again I've said it a few times now but week by week it, I feel it even more we'll move on and do some tweets and just jump I, in I don't think you'll see the crowd anywhere near as positive if that does come true and we are bottom half I think that will change rapidly yeah so let's let's move on to a few tweets as well. So uh, the Tanzanian Terrier has, has been in touch, so thank you very much for doing so. Uh, and he said, over the weekend, Jan Zivert seemed to imply it was him and him alone that brought in Grant Danny. Uh, it may be something lost in translation, but it can't get his head around him being solely responsible, uh, which we covered. So we, we, we think he's, he's been identified by the recruitment department, and then he's, he's just essentially pulled the trigger. Um what he also says as well is that uh, we really do need to hit the ground running next season. If we are not top six after ten games, will Jan Zivert go? If he does, I, I would have no problems about uh, David Wagner coming back, which isn't going to happen. Um, he knows the club player and chairman, so he thinks he's used his sabbatical wisely. I think Hertha Berlin are uh, very strongly linked with David Wagner at the minute. But top six after ten games, I think that would be a bit harsh, maybe. I think we need to just see some kind of direction, don't you think? Yeah, I mean... I- the trouble is we're going to I mean it's not trouble but there's going to be so many players we've never heard of let's be honest most of the signings we won't have probably heard of we're going to have to give them a chance but I thought that's where they all put these 16 kind of games and that as well but I think what's been shocking for me is that I really thought we'd have a nucleus of you know 8 or 9 players 7 or 8 maybe a bit naive to think we could move forward but obviously there's been the issues with the Danes and you know, there doesn't it, on the pitch. You know, you know, last week incredible, like Mooney, Moy, and obviously Lissell, and then they're all back in this week, and Ogs off, and it all it all just seems really un- unharmonious. There's not, it doesn't seem there's don't, there's no positivity coming from anywhere. You, you, you don't hear mm. any of it, and I think the town of Mister Treat when Wagner came in, I know we keep harping back to this, but when he came in. Within days, he's down at Millbridge doing a meeting in front of a couple of hundred fans. He did another one in front of a couple of hundred fans. We have to say, apart from this interview with Daniel Story for ESPN, that let's be fair, will reach a really minute percentage of town fans. Hmm. We haven't seen anything of Jan apart from ranting and raving and screaming and shouting. What was it? Then the odd crowd. We haven't seen anything. It's a bit odd from the club. What were they kind of it like on Sunday, Danny? Were there anything, any. Sam, anything you can tell us, or was it all pretty much no one really talking about the future, or did it football really not come up on the? I think tables? that's one of the things I was going to say. I think that awards it was more concentrated on club staff. The the sort of players were the end thing. I would give out the awards here. It was a lot about sort of town foundation and uh, like the Emma Calderwood who'd passed away of cancer, and there's yeah. The, the t- I think it was more concentrated on being a celebration of Huddersfield Town Football Club. And award it, awarding people who've done well for the uh, the charities and so on, and I certainly didn't hear much. I mean, the players for the most part were at the bar most of the evening, so I didn't, I didn't see any. I didn't see any negativity towards them in terms of people being disgruntled or so on. But like I say, I think right from the start it was sort of focused on Uddersfield Town Football Club. We've had a great two years, but it was it was not about the on the pitch stuff. Yeah, we had the Player of the Year award and so on at the end, but even that was a bit sort of muted compared to the, uh, the previous awards. It was a good event, really, given that it can't have been easy for them to stage that. I saw all the tweets about, oh, we shouldn't be having this, we shouldn't be doing that. But again, you look at how much money they raised from businesses and so on for, toward the Town Foundation, you, you can't really argue with that. 
because yeah you can cancel it and then you've lost several thousand toward giving kids breakfast and so on so I think fair play to club for going ahead I, I was one of them who said we thought originally you should probably cancel this but having been there I do think it was the right thing to do to, to keep it going Right that's a good segue on to the award ceremony I think um, I'll finish off with Gary Sykes, who said, is the clear lack of management style a masterstroke from Jan Ziva. The opposition will have no idea what to expect the first few games of next season. <laughs> uh, or is that just wishful thinking? I think that's wishful thinking, Gary, but I think we all wishfully think that. So we'll move on to the award ceremony. So, Danny, thanks for your little take on that there. It's interesting. You know, I think sometimes the reality is a lot more interesting when you go there and you can... You can Put across the club's point of view. I think sometimes when the club put the point point of view across, it can maybe get a little bit lost because obviously the club are going to say something nice because it's the club. But it's good to hear you say something positive there, and especially about the great work that the Town Foundation do as well. And it is a a brilliant system, Neil. You're a big champion, aren't you, of uh, of charity work and uh, I think the stuff Town that Foundation's a phenomenal thing. And uh, in in a season that has been as as bad as it has been on football front, I think. Uh, Danny's points are a very good one. I, I was one who probably heard on the side of this is madness having a an awards night. How can you award anything on a season that's been as bad as this? But to concentrate on obviously Emma Caldwell who passed away on the town foundations there, as much as obviously the Emma Caldwell was very sad to sort of met, turn that into a positive on the night and then do the town foundation stuff. I think it's, you know, fair play. They honoured uh, three women, Sue, uh, Sue Farrell, Sue Beaumont and Anne Hoff as well for yeah. 25 years service each, so 75 years between yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, you can't fault that. No, they, they are great as well when you speak. I spoke to, I've, I've had dealings with Sue Beaumont and Anne Hoff uh, yeah. and they've both been fantastic. Yeah, I've dealt with them brilliant. Yeah, so they definitely deserve a mention as well. Uh, so we'll move on to who won what so I think everybody knows by now who won who won what etc uh, the one thing that stood out for me most and I, th- I think this award probably meant the most out of anything I like to say Neil it's been a poor season uh, many people you know win a, if you win a player's player you know it's thankfully they didn't do a golden boot but if you win some awards in such a season it probably means less but one award which I think means a lot is the one that Elias Kachunga got which named he was named PFA community champion, um, which is for the work that he does in the community, you know, with the kids, etc. And I, I thought that was probably the best award of the players for the night because he's a he's a top top man, is Elias Kachunga, and the work he does is really great with the Town Foundation as well. Everything he does is positive. He's just, he's just one of those. He's an infectious character, isn't he? Yeah. And I don't think he's one of these. A bit like when Sean Scannell were here, he, he was uh, very similar at getting out and doing all this. You know, public spirited stuff. And Kachunga's very much in in the same mould as that. And, and Joel Lynch, you know, fair Joel Lynch to be fair, still puts money in, I believe, to Does the foundation. Yeah. You see, that's those are the things that don't get shouted about. You know, people are quick to. Uh, in fact, Sean Scannell only used to do the town foundation stuff because he couldn't drive, and Joel Lynch used to. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Pick him up and take him. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, honest, but he did, but he did join him when he was there. Yeah. He really enjoyed doing I don't it. Think he, I don't think he didn't want to do it. No, but yeah. no. He, they were both really good. Yeah, I think you've done him a disservice there. No, no, fuck, no fuck disservice. Fuck it, but, no disservice, but he, he couldn't drive. <laughs> so but he still didn't have to do it. He still could have said no. Because he could have sat in the car. <laughs> So Christopher Schindler won the Hargreaves Memorial Trophy, uh, voted for by the fans, sponsored by Louise Woolard Financial. Uh, he got twenty three percent of the vote. Hogg nineteen percent, and Moyen Lussell got twelve percent. Voted for by examiner readers, we should say. Voted rather for than by just fans, because they readers. could be a separate breed. That lot. Do you agree with that? No. No. <laughs> so no, I was. No, I was thought. God, I was saying nothing on the podcast. I think got away. A lot this year, I think it's been at fault so much, but I think it's been let down a lot by who's been next. My, to my choice would have been a strange one, it would probably been disagreeable by a lot. But I'd over, and I've said it before on here, mine probably would have been um, Lossell. I think he's had a good season behind a shambolic team, and when you're up against that and you don't score, he is literally under constant pressure. You know, and any slight little fault that he makes, and you're punished. And basically, you're knackered for a week. So, he's had a good year. He's had a good he's, season. He's just a good goalkeeper. It's a shame that we're not going to be seeing him next as, season. As an ex-goalkeeper myself, uh, I'll always say that goalkeepers always don't get the praise they uh, or the glamorous awards that they sometimes deserve. I'll always say that. Carlin Graham should have got it for me. No, behave. I'd have, I'd have, <laughs> pulled, I'd have pulled that award. I think that, the, somebody said Derby gave it to the fans that year they had with 11 points, but I, yeah. I would have pulled that award yeah. myself. Um, so... Schindler's the one who who's won it. I, for me, nobody. He looked embarrassed on photograph, didn't he? Yeah. Would you not give it to Grant? I think I on said per- about two good games. games. Yeah, no, that I know. But performances on the pitch for about sixty percent. Yeah, but performances on the pitch. I get your point, and I think it's no. a good. I think it's a no. good point, but I think it, it actually came in the season that we've just had to give it to somebody who's played ten games is almost rubbing it in even more I, I, I still think town fans are over egging Grant's impact a lot because it's Emperor's new clothes I know four he's done in, well four in ten games is some return though in a team that doesn't score goals I'm, I'm still yeah. saying three to be honest because I'm not having I, I'm not having that Arsenal one but it's official so yeah the official staff will say four in ten and that yeah. like I say if, if he's on if he has a full season and he's played 38 games you know where near bottom three if he scored those kind of goals it's a sad indictment and that player's player is not playing anymore well, apparently he's injured, but so we'll move on. Play, the players' player and young players' player was another injury. Philip coming up that there, just when we don't need it. I, I can give you some insight on those two awards in that the way they did it is asking the players, but they asked them in pairs. So they sat, and the first one says, oh, Johnny Hogg, and then bloke next to him says, Oh, I agree. Went on the sort of Wayne Hennessy thing. If one of them had said Hitler, bloke next to him is, Oh, I agree, because I don't think they're really listening. <laughs> It was it was it was almost comical by end of it, and you think. How thinking, could Wayne Hennessy vote for someone who he didn't know who he is? Uh, I'm saying not one of town players would have voted for him, but yeah, yeah, they were, they were just they were in pairs, so they could hear. Obviously, just like listening to one, one of them would give out a really big. Oh, I think Johnny Ogden because he's been putting tackles in. He's always there, gives 110, percent and then oh, over to you, Alex Pritch. However, yeah, what he said, 
That was basically yeah, it. So they would, I, I, so, I imagine they'd do it in like a ballot properly. Yeah, 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 but that's, that's a bit disappointing too. In, uh, in the only two that disagreed constantly on things, they had in a pair with Mounier and De Poitras, which is sort of like they are on pitch. They're just like... Disagree, yeah. disagree Oil and water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't lead the horse yeah. together. No, no you can't. <laughs> so yeah, so Philip Billing won the, won the players. But I could kind of... Do you know the thing is I don't think anyone's played particularly well since January. Since, Billy since Billy had a came cracking in. spell from sort of September Christmas, and this is said on here. If if you'd have voted for Player of the Season in January, Philip Billings won it hands down, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, um, without a doubt. And I don't think anybody's been particularly that great since then. Bakuna's had the old flash. Callum Grant's had. A how, how many games, games have we won since yeah, then? When you've lost twenty nine so, games of football, Dan Peckett. Has sent a, a as a tweet which says thoughts on the players' choice award to Philip Billing. Could this be a subtle message from the players about how they feel about Siva? But I think that's probably thinking too much into it. I think it's just it did well at a certain that's point. Nature of a bad season and things that have gone on though, people will start putting two yeah, and two together and getting eight now. I can't of believe course. season out finished yet, guys. It just seems to. I say this every week, but God, it's it, lingering. Is, isn't is it? it not like August like twenty bad twenty four now? Or something? God, like a bad smell. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Phil Billing, it, it, I'm not overly bothered that he's won the. I'm not bothered that anybody won that award. I don't think it's exactly a, I've got his previous a glowing years, reference on the CV. I've, I've been to one of these awards, but previous years, it's one of those where there's a lot of people on Twitter that night waiting for, you know, is it announced, is it announced, and I've forgot. I've forgot, yeah. forgot it went on. What's, Interest what's gone. It was on the HTFC business account, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, the official HTFC account, I think they tried which, to keep which it absolutely sort of on that coverage of that FIFA tournament just went totally over the top but yet on their own awards they didn't even mention it barely so I, I think I that think was done fear purposely of backlash. just to yeah. sort of I've maybe leave it on a bit quieter which like I, say, I don't mind they opened with like awards for Emma Calderwood and Terrier Spirit and that and nobody's well nobody in the right mind is going to criticise no. that if they open with those and say look this is what we it's a player awards at the end but I mean they must be used to getting abuse every every weekend now, surely. Yeah, yeah, you think so. Pretty much. We'll ask Dave. I think Dave Throwfall Sykes has, has given us a thumbs up that he may hopefully come on this one day. So it'd be something good to ask Dave, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's the award ceremony. Uh, Philip Breaking Billing. news, Dave Throwfall Sykes has just cancelled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too negative. I'm not going to have those negative whoppers. Uh, I can't believe that FIFA player didn't get any votes for player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Took us to the Premier League, didn't he? He did. I think it's first quarter-final Huddersfield I've got to since 1972, last, so well done. Uh, I'll tell you Kevin, what, I noticed what driving past... The painter or something? The rebel painter? I'll tell you what, I noticed driving past Canal Side last night, the, you know, the Premier League, it says Premier League fan zone, they've, put, they've got rid of that now, and it says, just like, get your season cards for... What says gold? What does it say? Gold? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Trading standards will be on to yeah. that, It's incredible, they? that, isn't it? <laughs> Who yeah, thought that? that? Yeah, goals is there. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but Mm. Wait till Friday, lads. Keep their faith. Yeah, yeah. You never know. We might, we might get a load next season. Hopefully, we do. But well, Carl and Grant, what can we say? Just natural predator, isn't it? I, I, I'm trying to rein good it in because I'm thinking, really good movement for the goal. Yeah, goal. yeah, and, and really most of his movement. goals have been exactly the same. The movement, the different styles. He, he looks something different we've never had. I just don't want to pile the pressure no, on no, the guy. I, he reminds me a lot of Jordan Rhodes inside the box. Gem. His movement inside yeah. the box. He, how he how he snakes. He's very similar it, to it, what it, Rhodes. Him and are. Probably and Stankovic to a lesser extent are the, are the 
sort of spine, isn't it? The, you're looking for the the little sparks that you see that might be good for next well, it season. It should have been Grant when we were crying out for him, and he was never getting a game. All of a sudden, he comes on and does stuff. And, and again, if Jan's going to claim that's great management, it's just like no, he no, was ill. Man. He was ill, so I don't think he could play much more. I think he was still a bit ill after the game. On, on no, no, I meant I meant in that start of the season when we were like, why not get oh, him right, on? Okay. We were calling it in here, yeah. and they were like, yeah, but you know, got adjusted. Yeah. Rubbish, man. He was a confidence player. He came he, in on he goals. Dro- dropped him after his Arsenal goal as well. Didn't oh he? yeah, 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 that was another thing. <laughs> 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 After the great lengths we've gone to to get him that goal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to then not start in <laughs> yeah. next game was bonkers. It's good motivation, Neil. This is what management's yeah, about, nah, mate. Bollocks is that. Maybe he'd been out, <laughs> maybe he'd been out just celebrating yeah. his goal too much. Don't then. make that out either. <laughs> I'm, I'm, still, I'm still not convinced by him getting subbed off at West Ham either, to be honest with you. I know that it's, it's, I think this is a sort of him and knock sort of thing. They said, oh, he signalled to come off, but surely adrenaline keeps you going and for anything other than a, an a hamstring on, strain yeah. or something. But. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm trying to suppress these memories, Dan, and yeah, you're bringing, bringing these up. Every goal will be a memory. I know what that means now. Because remember them, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> How can you forget the two we've seen? So what we'll do, we'll, we'll leave the award ceremony behind. Congratulations to those who've won. The, some of the community stuff is, is fantastic, and those that... Uh, the HTSA won a couple of things as well. So We're going to have a zone, though, Matt. If goal at year, it would have been quite literal, wouldn't it? We're having a zone, aren't we, though? <laughs> we are, yeah, so we are going to have our own end-of-season awards due after the Southampton game, so that's something to be aware of. And what I'll say now is that... what Free bar. <laughs> there's no bar. Yeah. It's at my house, yeah. So, although Sorry, I can't it's shift these beers it's under it's here, so if anybody wants them. But essentially what we want people to do is send us in uh, to our Twitter or Facebook accounts or even instagram if you wish please send in what awards you would like to hear at the end of the season we've got a few lined up and we're not going to reveal too much too soon but it would be great to hear what you would like next you know uh, after the southampton game and we will do our best to oblige so we'll move on from awards we really scored 14 goals this season (laughs) (laughs) we haven't we Cherish, Honestly, cherish everyone. Fourteen. He's just sorry about this. Scored fourteen. Exactly. I think so. And that's including the cup. Oh no, can't Bakunas against Stoke Neil, aren't we? <laughs> hey, if you were there, it's a good one. <laughs> so God, we'll move on sorry. from the award ceremony to an even more illustrious award. Okay, Neil. There's been a, one or two, one or two people could have pinched this this week, but I believe. That we have a runner-up and we have a clear winner this week. I'll let you do a runner-up first. So the runner-up would have to be on Saturday. Cosy, who would you have given man of the match on Saturday to? Carl and Grant. <laughs> right, that didn't go as I expected. Neil, who would, who would have been the man of the match for you on Saturday? Neil Dombacuna. Neil Dombacuna. Neil Dombacuna for me. Danny? Yeah, Bacuna as well. So, okay. I, anybody who sponsors a game and sponsors the club is obviously will receive a lot of gratitude from the club. Thank you for sponsoring our football club and getting behind them. But one thing we couldn't quite get behind was uh, Isaac and Benza being given man of the match. That was a little strange, but thank you for sponsoring the club nonetheless. But Neil, we have a clear winner this week from a a journalist who I believe writes for The Observer, Time, Spectator, and standpoint, and he's also the author of What's Left and You Can't Read This Book. And now he is the whopper of the week. He is a gentleman called Nick Cohen. 
uh, on Twitter at Nick Cohen for what an absolute danger this one is. I would advise anyone needing to harden themselves against the disappointments of life to become a supporter of Manchester United at once. Manchester United have won Champions League, record holding um, Premier Leagues, FA Cups, UEFA Cups, Cup Winners Cups, League Cups, FA Cups, Charity Shields. They've bought players in excess of 90 million quid. They've had the pleasure of watching Beckham, Giggs, Kane, Van Nistelrooy, Simon e- Davis, Massimo Taibbi, <laughs> etc. And this absolute danger thinks that to harden yourselves in disappointments of life, you should become a Man United fan. There's literally probably 80 odd. 89, uh, 91 maybe? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> but there's, there's 80 odd football clubs out there who will be up for this award more. And it's. Uh, it just shows you how utterly, utterly turned off from reality so called fans of these top clubs are that Man U is the major disappointment. What, what, just, just an absolute weapon. I think you echoed that on Twitter, didn't you, Danny? Yeah, it's just, it's just mad. I mean, don't even take your football club that seriously anyway, but to suggest that Man United is how, how you would define disappointment in life, it's just, have you just got no awareness about what, what else is going on in the world of football other than the top six? It's that from, if it had been some fan, then you just like write it off as him being an idiot, but the fact that he's a journalist with the Observer and so on, that's just... Amazing. We have got breaking news. Oh, God. Shane Long has officially scored the quickest ever Premier League goal tonight. Oh. Watford nil, Southampton won, Shane Long six seconds. Has he just whacked it from halfway line or something? That's ridiculous, isn't it? We'll we'll move on from... Goal, what does that mean? From uh, S. Long. Well, if you count their injury time that they've conceded, they spoiled a few minutes apart. I think we'll cut this out. (laughs) Oh, you know, you just turn the sound down, you absolute whopper. Fucking hell. Change the whopper at me quickly. Technophobe, I'll put sound back on. So what happens when all fucking technos get involved? Put Ben Foster in the fantasy Okay, so what we'll do now is we'll go across to Twitter and thank you very much to I've Everybody got a tweet got to read out. We'll do that at the end. All right. So Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Neil's going to have to get up and walk out of this room. I am, yeah. So thanks minutes. to everyone who got in touch with us on Twitter. So we'll read out a couple of, a handful of tweets just now. Uh, and then we've got a new a new feature, which will be uh, Cozzy's Tweet of the Week. But first, we'll, we'll go through a couple of these. So thank you to everybody who has sent the tweets in. We're trying to shorten the uh, podcast a bit this week, so sadly we can't read out everybody, so we've tried to reply on Twitter. Uh, 
At HTFC Dreams says, do you think Sievert needs to be judged after the transfer window, players shipped out and ability to have style of play formed with his type of players, or is he just a good talker? I think we'll give a one-word answer to that one, Neil. Yes, I think that is. <laughs> I think he's just a good talker. Uh, our, friend, our friend Clive Wilkinson says he needs the transfer window on six games at least, which is fair enough. Uh, Essex Terrier said, would you welcome David Wagner back as director of football? Uh, no, he's a manager first no, and foremost. The ship sailed with David Wagner. He's get on with his life, David. Thanks for what you did. FLSA, etc, etc. Can we move on yeah. from that? So here's a really good one from at Denny Ledger. So I won't call him Danny this week. It's Denny. D-E-N-N-Y. Sorry about previously calling you Danny, Denny. Denny, Danny, Denny. Uh, he says, thoughts on Sabiri and his time at the club, potentially attracting interest from Germany and saying he wants a fresh start in Germany as well. Well, we were discussing this in our group today and I think it just sums up the bizarre carried on in that as well we've got to get it here we've got German under 21 international and you can't even get on the bench in the worst I'd, Premier League team apart from Derby's ever been I'll no offence to Matty Daly I, I thought Matty Daly did really yeah. well when he came on did really well but why can't a German under 21 get on our bench no can you imagine what he must be thinking there I mean again no offence to Matty Daly somebody sat there thinking hang on a minute there's a, there's a kid, little kid coming on here <laughs> and I put and he's got man of the match twice yeah. I think twice I mean, them, for German I, whether it's right or wrong them clubs interested in him some stellar clubs but Everyone else has had a go. Why don't you know? Why is he not? But I, I, yeah, I, I can't. Danny Williams is another one of those mystery ones, you know. I, I can't fathom it. And for me, I, I would have liked to have seen Sabiri by now. He was starting to look good uh, in the little cameos he was having, and mm. came in at Brentford, uh, not Brentford, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. And that's looked, he looked injured though. He only came on for like twenty seconds, and he looked sharp in his first movement, and then got injured. And it's it's sad that um, he's not got the opportunity here because I think next season. In that four-three-three box to box, I think he could have been really good. Training ground must be a horrendous place to be when you've got like Sapir didn't even get on the bench. Williams, after last week, you know, man, she got the the Danes that were banned from playing. Well, one of them's back now, and the other two's bench, and then he might not be. And the other guy's been bombed out of it. Our player players played it. It must be a, an awful place to work. Throwing twenty-nine games defeats, and I'd, honestly, it must be. Wow, you know. It's, there's not a lot to it's say. It's going to be all change, isn't it, this summer? I think that's what our takeaway yeah. is, that there's going to be a lot of change this summer. And it'll be sad to see Abdelhamid Sabiri go, because I think there's a genuinely good player in there. I think we'll look back in a few years and, and we'll see regret him play that. in Bundesliga yeah. and say, wow. No, I think we'll regret we'll that one, sadly. But yeah. it surprises me, because Jan Zivert has a, um, a track record of German under-17s, 18s, 19s, etc. So you would think that he would have mm. uh, been looking at And him. he never gives the ball away. <sighs> it looks like Town are going to give him away, sadly. <laughs> so... Uh, Tanzanian Terry has been in touch again. Uh, thank you very much again for getting in touch. Uh, he says, Dean Hoyle has said in his notes from the annual awards that we have learnt from our mistakes. What mistakes have we made other than the poor, poor recruitment? I have had my doubts this weekend as to whether Jan is the right man today and, and I've changed my mind again. So he's flip-flopping. <laughs> so in terms of mistakes, the first one that I comes to my mind, uh, Neil in particular, uh, and Danny as well, I'll throw this one into you. And Cosy, I know this really riled you at the time. But That's the, all of us then. <laughs> yeah, so I'll bring in all three of you, and you know I'll get the missus from upstairs because I'm sure it riled her up. And the as well. cat, that's the doing the cat, the Some little invaders. one. All of you get in here. But the thing that really riled me up at the start was as pretty much writing off the first two games of the season as if they, as if it didn't matter. I think that was step one of, apart from recruitment and so I think that was the next step in our 
in our mistakes and just Cardiff season start for you. Yeah, yeah you exactly. You I think that was that put too much pressure on that Cardiff game, and I think we went on. I'll a tell bit you what, man, I'm going to go smack it before. I know it makes probably zero difference to the pitch, but I just think the badge. I know I'm not going to let this <laughs> drop, but <laughs> but it's just like we were concentrating. What, what were the point in that? And, and I just to me, I just thought this is a club. Hang on, mate. We've got we've, we did what we did. We've always gone our way, and then it was like. I'm just confused thinking when are we kind of ready what's the focus here you know is it about selling shirts or what, why Why are we doing this well breaking and then, news Cosy breaking yeah, news not oh. about the badge but Sean oh. Jarvis has agreed to come on and do a special episode yeah. with us and we can ask him that very question if I just thought mind. then what was the focus what's our focus is it like we're here to stay is it you know I don't know it just, foreign markets I would presume yeah I'm mad with that but foreign yeah, markets, a lot of people were shouting me thinking talking rubbish but again I just thought I know what you mean. I think we've we talked about culture and identity last yeah. week, and you know people strongly identify with the original Huddersfield Town badge. We hate the shield. I'm going to tell you everybody again. We all hate the shield. We hate the shield, but we like the badge, What's and I think that's yeah. that's a, an identity of Huddersfield the Town. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not good, but the badge itself is great. So I do you know? I looking back the the badge from when it was first changed in 1999 by Barry Rubri. You look back at that badge now, and it's actually not bad when you look at it, but. But, but no. fans have such a strong that's identity. It's similar to the Man City one now, I think which gets a lot of kudos. I suppose we'll do a season review later on, but I just thought, I mean, we've touched on that game here with Bakuna's horrendous, but I just, that was one of the big moments where I thought, I'm really worried here because Stoke had a stinking start. We obviously mm. gave, uh, God, I forgot what his name is now, his first goal for about 100 matches. Oh, Berahino. Yeah, yeah. Berahino. And, and we looked at what we had on the pitch, which were, you know, more than enough. I think my would his sub wanted that, were the only thing, wasn't it? Yeah. But, but apart from that, I was like. And he'd left Pritchard out early games and out of that. I yeah. Thought, and you just I'd, thought, you know. I just drove away. I wanted to park it and think, well, it's just a, you know, League Cup game. But then I, you know. Every game matters. But that should have been where we, you know, played as best. Yeah. I don't, I don't move particularly quick, but I got out of there sharpish. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the League game where it took us two hours to get out of that car park. And we'll be back next season. We'll stoke. But again, Sorry. God, we're going. I suppose it is a season review, but I know we had a big disagreement on it at the time, and that as well with us sending off with Bright. And that, to mm. me, that is that is the defining moment, maybe of our. We can't, we can't really control that in terms of mistakes that we at Huddersfield Town have made or Dean Hoyle's made. Right. But I understand it. With I, th- we, me, and Neil thought it was a mistake from Michael Oliver, and you, you're obviously a Spanish football aficionado. Everyth- and everything's Spain, easy though. Right? Off, everything's yeah. easy in hindsight though. Now I feel a yeah, bit tight, kind of calling all this now. It's I, you know. We knew. Why don't we ring Dean Allen? Tell him exactly. And in terms of recruitment as well, it's easy to say you should have bought so and so and so and so and so and so when you've only got an X amount of money as well. It's easy to kind of say we should have bought X X X. My my biggest issue with transfer windows was lack of any kind of experience of this level. And we haven't signed any in two yeah. in two windows. I mentioned Mark Albright, didn't I, the other week? Who would have been good, but he's probably unrealistic as well. But as as David Wagner says, what did he if once famously say? It doesn't matter how experienced you are, but Premier League does that does that really carry any water? But anyway, so we'll move on to our last one that I've picked out, which is from uh, Mike at Terrier Seven N Two, and he says, "And Benza, after hearing the money slot you did the other week, would Benza be a snip at nine million over three years at three mil a season when good championships can good championship players can cost nearly double?" I don't know. That. I think that'll reveal itself. Uh, from what I understand, I don't think we've got much choice in Umbenza, and we no, have to. Apparently, it's, and we have to make the signing. Well, so we're going to buy yeah. We have okay. to. We're, we're obligated. Okay. I, every every loan that we've done has been based on 
player making X Sam, number of Sam appearances. Sam was it It was done where we rushed through because it was so late in the day. We rushed through to get it on loan, but the deal was done to. It's I think what worries me even more with Benza, I thought it's on Saturday where there, there were a couple of times where they were like there were a ball there to get or you know and he were like afraid and, and kind of going in for tackles. There's a confidence and, issue, isn't yeah, there as well? But championship football has been like ten times oh. worse. You get a bit of time on ball in Premier League. This is next season will be like doggy dog. I think, I think if you can read a game you get time on the cha- the time on the ball in the championship. God, and I you, didn't know you that. Can skip away, say, but Jesus. Is there's, there's it can whip a ball. Yeah, I mean Burnley, that, that were one of the highlights. The he put, of Mooney, he put two all right ones in nowhere, on Saturday yeah. as well. Two half decent <laughs> yeah. balls, which were just slightly off. So could Gary Roberts and uh, Anthony Pilkington in League uh, League One. Yeah. You know, for that sort of money, just that. It's a lot, isn't it? You've upset me now, knowing. <laughs> what we're paying for? Danny's sorry, not I didn't come back for another six weeks. One of our ages is blocked two story, but our uh, is it nine? What do you say? Nine million we have to pay for it. I, I, don't, I think that's Mike's guess. I think uh, he's saying Jeez. three million a season, but I, I think I think the. From, these are the stories from France, so I'm getting this from France and probably Babblefish, if I'll you like. I'll tell you what, club's going to have a job dressing that one up and revealing it on, uh, on social media. It counts. He'll probably just return for like, pre-season training and probably hide yeah, the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I think it's done and we have to... The, the noise from France is that it's done and we have to do it. Uh, and Danny, not to upset you, but I believe we've paid £3.5 million to take him on loan this season and we have to pay a further ten to make it permanent, to make him a... A thirteen point five million pound footballer, according to people in France. Well, hopefully that's euros, I mean, but I the exchange rate doesn't cover much. Half of that's ridiculous. Euros. Yeah, it, but that's what it is. So to Move cheer on. us up, so to cheer <laughs> us up, Cosy, we, let's let's go with a a new a new a new uh, feature that we've just decided five minutes ago. So yeah, tweet of the week. I want to try and put positive. Obviously, Neil's uh, whopper won't be uh, surpassed, but. The man who Scott Bradley, a lot of people know him. What this, a legend! The guy who rolled down a trolley in at so Northampton we'll stop, Town. Stop you there. So we, we're still rolling with a name here. So we've got Whopper for one. So should this be a zinger? Maybe. What does that mean? I'd have to go. It's burgers. It's a, is it? It's KFC. KFC. Something that'll make us smile. That I don't know. A zinger will make me smile yeah. right about now after talking about this. Show. <laughs> I was just laughing because Man United were getting thrashed on on. Sunday Everton over the goals were going in and Scott as like he does just finds a way to make everyone smile I didn't go down the trolley and six fields yeah. but he just put don't worry United fans I can promise you you will win your next away game <laughs> simple as that really but it's funny because Scott yeah. turned up when we, when we won uh, away at Brentford 4-0 in um, League 1 promotion season Scott turned up. We all went to Brentford's about 20 of us on train at five o'clock in the morning from Wakefield. And weather forecast. He's we're live we're at we're that time well, first, But the weather had been ridiculous and weather for that forecast. Like they were red hot. So we're all there. Shirts, t-shirts, shorts, what have you. Scott rocks up looking like a Cliff Richard tribute act. White t-shirt, <laughs> white shorts, white socks to only get covered very, very early in the day by an exploding <laughs> bottle of Diet Coke. So he's, he's walking around and all he look like a freezing cow. <laughs> he won't care though. Vintage Bradders, it was absolutely cool. class. He's a legend. You know what, we have to, we'll have to we have to find that video at Northampton and put it on our Twitter oh, during the it's, summer. Yeah. It is just cool because that, he would head of his time with Scott, jackass and all that carry on, that, that copied at him. It was just incredible. And he just gets out of this trolley and he's like arms in the air. We're off to Northampton, what, League One. Or, honestly, the guy, he's just such a got. He just always yeah, makes you smile. What a great guy. 
So we'll, we'll move on to uh, the game this Friday, and I'm sure you're oh, all God. really happy to talk about this. Um, apparently, according to Paddy Power, 75% of Huddersfield Town fans want Liverpool to win the league, and we'll do a quick straw poll here. I want Man City to win the league because I find Liverpool fans unbearable. Man City. Cosy, Liverpool, Not bothered, mate, honestly. Sorry. Abstain, Danny. Liverpool, just because I don't want Man City winning it three times. I know this is a bit second time, but then next season I'm worried. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, so it's not 75 25 in here even if Cosy wants Liverpool it's still 50 50 um, I'm not I'm not a big fan of, of uh, the is cult, anyone the looking of forward to this game all, apart from Jurgen Klopp and uh, 11 people wearing red there's a few licking the lips I think called Jesus. Mohamed Salah and the only Salah positive I'm thinking is two things A it's not on a Saturday so that strengthens the hopes of a win uh, and B they've got Barcelona around the corner and part of me wonders whether you know they might start strong and leave off, but then part of me wonders: Do they want to maybe get even that goal difference up? And I'm, I'm mm. oh, it's wow! Yeah. It's going to be an, an audible night. I think they'll do Sorry, a professional job on us. No, they'll do a professional job on us. But even if they drop, say Salah, they can bring in Shakiri, can't they? It's not. I don't think he will. We'll do it. I think he'll just start with his best, won't he? Probably, probably. Um, yeah. The part of me, part of you, just wants to go. Do you know what? We're off to see some of the best players in the world. We should enjoy it, but you can't enjoy it when they're absolutely waltzing round no. the ones no, who you I've, support. I've, I've had enough of that now. Yeah. What it's do hard. you think his tactics will be? I'm not going. I've abstained from the chance to go to the The atmosphere, the cup, the, oh, the Anfield cup. Oh, I like the last season. Oh, God. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, God. Apple Store. It's not. It's just not for me. I hated it. It's like a Wapple Store. I absolutely hated it. In your ass. That was worst game. Neil, you'll be regretting it when we're winning two 0 mate. I will. I watch it. I will watch it. But I just no. Just there's about a third of Liverpool fans singing that, and other ones are just like with phones filming it. We've sold that, haven't we? iPads. Have we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we have. I'm not sure if we took up for allocation, like. No, oh, I, not, I don't think oh yeah that's right and it's someone said that so they don't give us as much yeah, I'm going on Friday I'm not really looking forward to it and I'm also going to buy Southampton tickets as well this week so lucky me you are a dude lucky me you'll be excited okay. out. Yeah, what do you think we should do, do seriously guys do you think we should this is, this is what I'm going to say on the thing it's a good question um, do we go do, does he do what he does at Tottenham go 5-4-1 looking at damage limitation or does he go and play 4-3-3 a bit well. expansive <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that's the thing. But the problem you've got is we're going to be Tottenham out the packed in at two 0 and got two late ones. Yeah, they were cruising. Yeah. Where yeah. Liverpool going for league and goal difference, whatever else, if they're two 0 up early, there's no way they're putting brakes on. So it it, it, it could be messy. Could be for them in midweek. They'll see Messi at Barca, won't they? But it could be messy with us. I think. It could be, it could be bad. This. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what score is in Manchester derby tomorrow. Because if Man U get anything out of that, Liverpool fine. will be absolutely buzzing for Friday to, to put a gap yeah. in there. I, I think this, I think the game, that's the title decider: Man United versus Man City. And yeah. I think if Man United beat Man City, I think Liverpool will win. It's the sad, but we've become a laughing stock now, aren't we? You hear yeah. it on the TV and yeah. the radio. People are just like, no, well, no one wanted to go. We, we'll we just wanted get, to we'll go just down mocked on Friday. From start no one wanted to go down like the way we are doing, do we? It's such no, a, it's, yeah. it's been awful. Can you imagine though? The only positive one thing: imagine if this had been this first when we got promoted, this could have happened. And can you imagine if it had been this, would that have been our lingering memory? As the town God. fans were spent about sixty minutes singing "Oh What a Night" on, on Saturday, and to be honest, for that song and for that memory, we'd do it all again, wouldn't we? Yeah, I'm ready for that on Friday. I'm drink responsibly. Anyone's going? I know loads of people are getting there for twelve I'm driving, o'clock yeah, in I'm Liverpool. Driving, sadly, so I'm going to be yeah, a barrel so. of laughs after that. I think. 
But it just proves, though, doesn't it? All these people that sit to us enjoy the Premier League and I oh, hear it at work. Oh, you'll enjoy Anfield. What? Well, how can you enjoy? Nah, that? those grounds. You don't get it. Th- those grounds are awful. Liverpool were awful. Man U were awful. West Ham were by That's far and away the worst. They leave it's on sixty minutes because you can't get the tube back. Otherwise, yeah. Sky will have a, were awful. Sky have got a line in now. Have they? I thought Everton were decent. That were rubbish. Everton were naff. Com- Everton's yeah. probably the worst, the quietest one. Yeah, of them. we won't even get mentioned on previews. They might even name us team, will they? Yeah, that's the, that's the problem as well, isn't it? That these teams aren't excited about Huddersfield going there, so they're not going to make a lot of racket. They'll sell the tickets. They'll sell it on to some someone who's a talk coming in from an China iPad, or whatever. An iPad, yeah, an, an iPad. An iPad wearing. Wheeled so in they're, they're not. They're not I'd rather just have a go, though. Come on, I'd, I'd want people to think at least Huddersfield tried. Yeah. Though I don't want to just. Let's sit be back fair. There. We're going to finish second, and if ref has a good game, we'll probably finish third because their team will be better than ours. We're going to get walloped one way or another, aren't we? Yeah. So it's, as a town player, you shouldn't need motivating to play at Anfield in front of Cop and just ruin stuff for them, surely. I mean, you'd love that, it. That's got to be the motivation, and it? The yeah, motivation to go there and, yeah, and, I'd be and thinking spoil that, but, yeah. it. But I, I I don't think town possess the backbone to go and no. put in that kind of effort, to be honest. And I know that sounds quite damning, but <coughs> I, I don't think we've got the players in, in the squad at the moment with the mentality to go there and kick mm. a few shins and you know knock Not a few ankles I think, yeah it'd be horrible I think the scary thing for me a lot of these games we've lost I just feel the teams have just stepped off the gas I thought Watford did it again on Saturday because they know we can't score I, I just wondered if Bournemouth game hurt me to be honest Bournemouth beat us in first gear and they hadn't won away from yeah, home for about that, 10 that games and Watford did the same Saturday yeah. to be fair because to be honest though if, if you know goal difference they, they could be what is it 7 or 8 now or something like that they, they might be saying right that's we want to close that you know, it could be. Back. I think there's a two point gap, isn't there? So if if both of them win up, or there's not, it's not going to come to that. But I don't. It could do. So I, I presume they'll cover that off if the best they can. Well, but, I mean, obviously we we have forgot about Derby's season, but I can't. Has there ever been a game? I suppose Man City away last year, although there were still people wondering if they'd because they'd won the league, whether they'd still be in, you know, had a drink or what have you. But has there ever been a game where there's such less? <laughs> You know, bigger gap is, is what we're going to see on Friday. I, I can't recall it, Pete, at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just we're all sat here shrugging, aren't we? Yeah. I think there's probably the only thing that'll cheer us up, and I know it'll cheer Danny up because he's not seen or heard it for a while, but I think we could all do with a nice croon from Michael, <laughs> from Michael, from Michael Baldley. <laughs> oh, Michael Baldley. I've heard it before and that as well, isn't it? When Huddersfield Town come up again, ta-ra, ta-ra. When Huddersfield Town go up again, ta-ra, ta-ra. When Huddersfield Town go back to the Premier again, I'll be... 110. Na, 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 Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.